Hi, and welcome to the She's a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Louise, and this podcast is going to be brought to you every single week. If you're a Christian and you're looking for some great community, then we hope that this podcast makes you feel like you've nipped round to your pal's house for a cup of tea and a chinwag, and that you go away feeling even more excited and more aware of God's goodness, his love for you and his protection over you. If you aren't a Christian or you know some Christians, but they're a bit weird, maybe you're not even sure that God exists, maybe you're seeking, then this is a great place for you too. Come along, tune in, and we hope that you go away feeling encouraged and uplifted, hearing testimonies of goodness from people from all walks of life. Tune in, I don't really know what I'm doing, but does anyone, and let's do this together. So hi everyone, welcome on to season one, episode four of the She's a Christian podcast. And today I'm joined with my friend, Ashley Kesson. So Ashley lives up in Dunkeld. She's married to Russell. They have two really cute kitties. She's actually South African in terms of where she was where she was born, but she'll get into that in a moment. Ashley is, her professional background is that she's a history teacher, but she's now transitioned into being a high school guidance teacher. That's what she does right now. She is also super into health and wellness and just being our best self and nourishing our body and sharing simple, easy ways of doing that with people that plug into her business called Mountain Vale Wellness. Through Mountain Vale Wellness, she runs various fitness classes and she also coaches a cheerleading squad called Perth Phoenix All-Star. So she's a super fit and healthy, busy mum and she has added another bow to her string. Over the last couple of years or so, she's become an independent consultant with R1 International, who are a B Corp, again, in the health and wellness space. So all of these things that Ashley does kind of converge into the life that she lives today. And she's just a passionate, lovely, happy girl. She's a Christian, obviously, that's why she's on this episode. And I'm just so excited for you to hear her story today. So I'll hand you over to Ashley to say hello. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. So exciting. It's lovely to have you on. And just to kick off the episode the same way that we kick off every episode is, can you tell people a wee bit about how you became a Christian, when you became a Christian and what that looked like for you? Absolutely. So, um, like you said, born in South Africa, um, born, um, raised in a Christian family. My parents were elders at a church. Um, we went to, to church every Sunday. It's something I've always known. Um, little bit of background to me. Uh, I am actually adopted. So that's actually played a huge part in my my faith as a child because I was always told and sort of like, you know, it was said that God always wanted me to be Martin and its doctor. I just had to get that, like that way, a different sort of way. And that actually played a big part on being a guidance teacher and me thinking that I felt that really prepared me for supporting some young people that I support today with like my story. And that was like God's intention for like the plan. But it's always kind of been knowing, you know, God wanted me to be who I was and where I was. And it was just done that sort of way. Um, my adoption was a really a positive one. My parents were just very young my biological father was um a runner for south africa off to university my biological mother was part of a christian family and was really young she's only 16 and having a baby just wasn't the right thing for them and they felt the best thing for me would be to be raised by another family and it was 
it's been a really positive I'm and I'm involved with my biological family like I see them regularly we we talk lots they're an extension of my my adoptive family who are my family my parents my adoptive parents are my parents um they raised me in who I am so I always have felt that God has always been part of that and that was always um you know just part of my story but so being raised in a Christian home always knowing and talking about Jesus um, and going to church every Sunday. But I would say that I probably only became a, a, a real Christian, a real Christian when I was 17. Um, before that, what you said in your um, your first episode really resonated with me, like the, the do good, get good type situation. Um, I always thought I go to church on a Sunday I don't swear, I don't do bad things and there is a God that I can talk to if I'm in trouble. And that was like kind of what I guess I had, like just be a good person and if because you, if you're bad, then God will like shoot a bolt of lightning down and hit you because you've been bad and that's not like what we do. But there was not a real relationship. Like I would l literally pray when I was like down. I would never just talk to God or think that, I was important enough for him to want me to talk to him. I just was like, well, he's there. I know he's there and I know he's playing a part in my life. But, you know, I'll go to church on a Sunday and I'll pray when I need to. Um, and I guess coming from, even though it was a Christian family, my parents were Church of Scotland. So like praying out loud wasn't something that we did as a family because we were quite conservative with their Christianity. So um, I guess I wasn't really used to that either. Um, and I didn't have a lot of friends. I grew up in a really small um, place in Ayrshire. There wasn't many. In fact, I don't think I had anybody my age that were Christians. So that was quite hard too. But when I was 17, I was struggling with um, an eating disorder. Long story short, basically, I didn't get into university um, because of I was a grade short and my, I felt at that point my entire world had fallen apart. Like I was supposed to go to uni. I was supposed to be a teacher. This is what I wanted to do. I couldn't believe that I hadn't managed it. I vividly remember that night just like literally sitting on my bed crying and doing what you're not, you know, I would never recommend. This is not what we, we do. This is not what we re I recommend. But I literally remember just praying to Jesus and being like, please help me like I feel like my world's falling apart I need to get into university I need this is like what I I just need your support with this um and I promise I promise if you do I I will stop this I will stop making myself sick I will I will sort out my relationship with food I'll get the help that everyone's asking me to get but please will you just help me with this and it uh, literally I I promise I Honestly, the next morning I got a phone call from the university to say that they would accept my application. It, oh, it was unbelievable. I couldn't believe that I was even hearing the words and they were like, you are a good short, but we've relooked your person. I had obviously phoned before and been like, please, can they relook at the application, etc. and tried to go through clearing and all that sort of stuff. So there had been elements before that. But the next morning after that, I literally got a phone call to say, yeah, you, you've been accepted onto the course. And at that Jeez. point, I was like, Okay, there is way more, way more to this Christian life than uh, going to church on a Sunday and yeah. like just thinking, like knowing there's a God there for like some of it. I was like, right, he has me. He's listening. He actually hears me when I talk to him. And at that point I was like, oh my goodness, I just wanted to like investigate this so much more. And so 
then when I going to university as well was amazing because I joined the Christian Union and suddenly I was surrounded by all these people that also believed in God and I was learning so much and I was just like it was just unbelievable so for that point I'd say that point 17 was when I was like okay this is what a relationship with Jesus looks like this is what everyone talks about being like the light in your eyes of like being you know having something different because you have this faith and you have this relationship with this father but yeah that's how I became a Christian (laughs) and I know you touched on you had an eating disorder which is I'm I'm sure absolutely horrendous um thing to go through and after you had had that chat with Jesus and he made himself very real to you and interested in what you were interested in which was university I think particularly as a teenager we can think you know he's 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 more concerned with like he's got bigger fish to fry (laughs) than my issues (laughs) yeah but at that point did you feel like you had a real helping hand overcoming your eating disorder I mean that's a horrible thing to to take over your life what happened so so yeah my eating disorder started when I was about 12 um it started with anorexia I was I would starve myself and then I kind of got a bit better and then actually it developed into bulimia and it was very up and down and there would be points where I did get a little bit of support but then I would be very much like I don't need support there's nothing wrong so very much in denial um but I got I got very sick at one point like um you know I was extremely thin and not functioning very well I missed quite a bit of school which is hence why I then didn't get the qualifications that I really needed to get into my university place and stuff so and it just had an effect on everything like family meals were an issue there would always be like a bit of an argument with like if we went out for dinner because I would be pushing food around or I would be constantly thinking how do I how do I hide the fact that I've not eaten like a full plate and or what my and then that's when the bulimia started because I was like well as a family we eat out quite a lot it was like a weekly occurrence so I then developed that into well I'll eat it but then I'll need to make sure that I throw it up because I can't have this in my body because it's going to make me fat and oh, there's so much more there's so much more to an eating disorder than just like my mom really struggled with it because I remember saying to her once I was like you don't understand it's like I look at a plate of food and I automatically see um something that is negative and that I don't want to put in my body because it's going to have this horrible negative effect on how I look on the outside and um just make me feel in a really low way and my mum's response was to kind of make fun she was like oh it's like the food's talking to you and like she she kind of tried to humor it but it literally was because she was lost as a parent she was like I don't know how to help you this situation I don't know like what to do it was a really difficult time for my parents I'd say um but there's just so much more like people just assume just eat the food what's wrong with you just eat it like why are you making like this such a big deal a lot of people think it's for attention and all these sort of things and it and it's not it's just there's actually a lot of research to show that an eating disorder is actually a a way to show that there's something else going on Um, and I actually think as much as my adoption was really really positive and I had a lot of um, you know 
support and it was you know a lot a good relationship with everybody in my family and very open and a good relationship with my biological family um I think a lot of it stemmed from stuff that did happen when I was like little you know still like thinking well my parents are not my biological parents and stuff and I think a lot of that then came out of a in a way that I used food as that focus um, and it just got out of hand over exercising not eating and then completely just running my body into the ground which is why now more than ever I'm so passionate about wellness and nutrition and supporting and as my job as a guidance teacher doing everything I can to make sure that no one else like suffers through that it was it was awful like I just like I remember going back I just remember like the dread of being around food and how that was going to what that was going to manifest into and how that was going to affect relationships and friendships and nights out and different things and um and also just like what craving actually like wanting food but telling myself I wasn't allowed it I couldn't have it and exercising to the point where I actually hated exercise mm-hmm. like I wanted to do it every day because I felt I needed to but I actually dreaded that too so when I got to around about 24 so when I was 17 obviously I said to Jesus like help me like yeah. I need your support I did at that point stop myself being sick I didn't make myself I've never made myself sick since that day never once have I thought about well I've thought about doing it but I've never done it but I still wasn't over it it wasn't like a oh okay cool now right I'm fine with food now cool let's just because it obviously was it's an eating disorder it's a mental health issue I had a I had a big journey Mm. and I but I did I did at that point start to get better because I started to accept that I had an issue and that I needed support and I started learning lots more about nutrition and um, getting that sort of accepting that help that was there. And it would be around about sort of like 23, 24 that I actually think at that point it really clicked with me as to what nutrition really was and how your body needs to be taken care of. And now I'm so passionate about, you know, having my greens and drinking my water and having nutrient dense foods and loving exercise and knowing how good it's for it is for you and like it's a complete switch and I'm just so passionate about just trying to educate other people in that because I know what it's like to think food is the enemy and that like exercise is a punishment and I just want so much, so passionately. And and God helps me with that in so many ways, you know, putting me in situations that has, have allowed me to to even meet you and partner up with Arbonne through all that and learn more about that and have the tools to be able to support. And definitely through my job as a guidance teacher, yeah. um, you know, allowing me to to work with young people and hopefully like support them when they have these like similar issues as well it's crazy for me to listen to this because from an outsider's point of view as in someone that doesn't live in your head and didn't live in your head (laughs) (laughs) someone that knows you and is your friend you're the opposite end of the spectrum from the girl that you're telling me about because you stand for health from the inside out yeah do you know like and if I was to ask you what is what is healthy it would be irrespective of your dress size healthy is Mm -hmm. glowing it will show up on your skin and your hair and it will show up 
um, in your energy levels and how well you're sleeping. So it's so evident that you've turned that mindset you had on its head and you've you've not only let go of it obviously but you've um it's let go of you should I say yeah but what you stand for now is like a really holistically healthy life yeah. and um I think that's why you're successful and all you do you're successful in your Arbonne business you have so many clients that get you know get products from you because you live out what you preach every single day um, you're never done stuff in your face, Ashley. Every time I see you, <laughs> I, know, I love food. I actually genuinely love food. I'm not even saying that like as a oh look how like I turned my life around. And genuinely, I love food. And eating out is one of my favorite. Like if yeah. someone says what you want to do, I'm like let's go out for lunch. Let's go out for dinner. Let's go out for breakfast. Like food is it surrounds like my social activities. Food is your friend. Food is, food your is my friend. friend. Absolutely no, absolutely because I know how nourishing it is and how I just yeah absolutely I'm like you see I'm so passionate about like I do feel like I have totally turned it completely like 180 um and I just wish I knew the things that I know now which is one of the reasons why I use my Instagram page to try and get that message out there Um, so yeah oh man and it's scary to hear that story because you could have died in fact there's a very high chance you could have died I was very, very unwell. And I think even if I hadn't, it sounds a bit like quite deep, I guess, but I think even if I hadn't physically died, I wouldn't be who I am now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think back to then and there's points where I was a complete shell of a person because yeah. um, you don't have any energy and you don't yeah. have, like, you're constantly just thinking about how you're going to avoid eating. Yeah. Um, but also how you're going to suppress that hunger um, and it consumes you it absolutely consumes you and takes over and you don't thrive yeah. like it's just impossible it's impossible and so now yeah like yeah if I hadn't actually died I I think as I, I my like soul would have your life would have been different and I yeah. guess one of the first things that happens when you have an eating disorder is your period stops mm-hmm. so I didn't you- have one I didn't get my first period until I was like 15 and even at that point because I was like up and down at that point it was just so all over the place and then of course afterwards there was then concerns about like having a family yeah um and there was complications there do you know so again praise the lord like I have two amazing healthy wonderful little people and then and then I see my little girl now and I'm like oh the thought of her feeling the way about herself that I felt about myself yeah. at that stage I'm just everything I can do to like teach her about loving her body and yeah. loving food and all that how amazing her body is and mm-hmm. it's crazy when you when you, I think when you have a wee girl in particular you think about all your insecurities you've had over the years and then you look at them and you think oh my goodness like number one you have this feeling like you would kill anyone that sounds so psycho no like hurt them the other day we're having our dinner and Tabitha lifts her belly up we had spaghetti bolognese she went look at my tummy like it's so it's sticking out so much and I was like isn't that amazing Tabitha isn't it amazing that your tummy stores all that food and your body's taking what it needs and then it'll just 
broke down and I was like because your body's so cool and then yeah. she was like look at my big fat tummy it's so cool <laughs> and then I was and then Joseph was like it's really cool I was like yeah it's so cool because you just want them to just never never be insecure just always be Absolutely. like all of what their body does and you know all, yeah. the, all the rest of it and, and have that kind of bulletproof well, they're at, they're at a stage aren't they where everything is just the world is still so magical and they get so excited about like the simplest little things and you just think oh stay that way oh, like, no. stay that way. it's so amazing that you still just look at the world in so so much awe I know so, it's, it's it's the absolute best and we're I have a 45 minute journey to school in the morning and back and it just makes me laugh what they come up yesterday morning yes so today's Tuesday yesterday morning we got in the car and we had to de-ice it for ages and mm. Joseph goes six whoa this is the coldest autumn in a long time <laughs> and he, it's almost as if he's like you know back in 1992 back in the day back in my day we did not yeah. have Octobers like this <laughs> it's just it's just so funny what their wee minds come up with and then yeah. we're driving past a field and Tabitha goes I don't believe it there's a tiny tiny black cow in that field of sheep and it was a black sheep and I was like no I think it's a sheep she goes no 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 it is a tiny cow and she just I don't know I just love their wee minds and the chat they come up with and don't get me wrong sometimes they fight for 45 minutes and I've absolutely lost the plot by the time I get to school but yeah, oh, I just love those little nuggets. Are just oh, it's just precious, the best. aren't they? I set up an email address and I send the kids an email from my email. Um, I try oh, and do it most nights. Yeah, and I say like, "Hey, like today's Tuesday." Da, da, da. Tabitha said this. Joseph said this. I know. Oh, I in an email, thing. waiting for them when they're when they're bigger. I know it's so good. It's in so fact, good. the funny thing was, I actually had a group chat um, with two of my best friends the other night. We were. I don't know why we've never had a group chat before because we've been best friends for 20 odd years but we decided to fed <laughs> up the other day and we were chatting and then they started talking about things that I used to say at uni that were just like ridiculous um and I'm like guys you should have written them down because now totally. there literally was like one every day and you've now forgotten what they all were like we should have written <laughs> I should have made a book out of that like things that I say is that like just make them fed whatsoever daft thing yeah. um so yeah going on from your your testament about how you came to mm. faith and when Jesus really showed up for you and, and got you through a time where I guess you know looking back you can see that in that moment he came and met you at your level which was yeah. as you say probably wasn't a good mindset to have of Jesus no. but you do this and I'll do this yeah but that was the start of the puzzle piece of you keeping your word and getting well yeah. and and learning years yeah beginning yeah. to learn but what was going on in your head yeah um you're alive right you've got two mm. kids your body's working like by god's grace all of that moving on from that what do you think are some preconceived ideas because you had some of them yourself even though you yeah. were a christian but yeah. that people have about christianity or what the christian faith is yeah, so definitely, like the pre obviously the con preconceived ideas I had was that you go to church on a Sunday, you try and be the best person, you don't do you don't do bad things, or God will strike you down, basically. And I'll get I'll get to heaven if I just keep doing good stuff. If I'm just a good person, mm -hmm. I'll get to heaven. Um, 
but it wasn't until I went to university and immersed myself in reading the properly reading the bible not just listening to a sunday sermon and that being it reading the bible and really understanding what a journey and a faith is and like having a relationship with jesus is so different to like and i always say to people i say to my friends like i'm not religious not a religious person i have faith i believe in jesus and i have a relationship with her, my with, with jesus it's very different to what you per, like what i think people perceive to be Christianity which I think is religion which I think like you were saying in your first one it's very I don't know I remember being at uni with one particular person who had been part of the SU and then kind of like drifted away and I remember meeting up for coffee with her and I was like oh how come you're not coming to like Christian Union anymore and stuff and she's like oh I just don't agree with the message and I was like well what what don't you agree with and she's like well we're telling people that um about being saved and stuff but we're not telling the truth and the truth is that if they don't believe in Jesus they will go to hell you will go to hell if you don't believe in Jesus and I was like well that message is really not a friendly one <laughs> and it's, it's really not going to get people like oh cool right I'll come to your group and learn more about Jesus because if not like I'm going down to the depths of the earth into the fire pit here. like that's not how that's not what Jesus wants us to be like he doesn't want us to go about telling people believe in me or you'll or you'll suffer because that's not what he wants. He wants you to love him and and follow him because like that's your chosen path and that's your calling and you you have an understanding and because he loves you and he yeah. wants you to love him. Yeah. Not because if you don't love him you're going to suffer. So I think there are a lot of preconceived ideas around that. Like you know. Um, and again, I think, and it's been said um, before on the podcast already, like, I think a lot of people think if you're a Christian, you're this goody two-shoes, that nothing bad happens in your life, you know, everything's perfect, and you judge everyone else that's not a Christian. I think that's a big one for me, like, yeah. you judge me because I don't live the, the Christian lifestyle. But I'm just like, there is no Christian lifestyle. All there, For me, like, it's a faith and a relationship with God and he's with me through the hard times, through the dark times, through the amazing times. And the thing for what it is for me is that no matter what is happening in my life, no matter the drama that's going on or the the blessings that I'm showered with, like it's all because of Jesus. Yeah. And that for me is what my faith is. Yeah. Um and that I always say and there's kind of stuff going on at the moment, not bad, like good stuff, but decisions that need to be made in my life. And my friend who isn't a Christian, she's my best friend, and she comes to church with me and stuff, but she's, you know, she's not a Christian. But she said to me, like, Ash, what do you always tell people? And I was like, what? She went, when we're going through difficult times, even when we're not, even to me, when we're going through, you always say, everything will work out because Jesus has you. Yeah. It's fine. Why are you stressing? God has this. Mm. But at, the, at that point, I was like, oh, my word, what if I make this decision and it goes wrong? Or what if I choose this path? And yeah. like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, well, just stop, think and pray. Because that's what you tell me to do. And I was like, yes, you're totally right. And that, <laughs> and, and for me, that is what it is, though. That is what my Christian faith is. Like, whatever yeah. is happening, stop, think and pray. Jesus is will, will support me, guide me, whatever happens, whatever is going to come my way. Yeah. Um, and he has. And, that, and he's done that through my whole life. Like, 
like I said to you at the start of this, I sometimes feel like when I'm telling people some of my story, it's very much like an episode of EastEnders. But you just, I can see, I can see through the entire thing that God was there the entire time, every single step. And he had me. And when you've got that, when you have that, like feeling and you know it and it's in your heart and it's just different it's just it's just so different like I I really do think about people who who don't have that and I just feel like that must be so hard to like to go through life and be in a difficult situation and be like I'm alone yeah because as a Christian I never feel alone I always know that there no matter what yeah I don't yeah. think that answered your question because your answer was preconceived ideas. But yeah, I think it was very much like yeah. people think that you're you don't go through bad times and everything's always perfect and you're a wee goody yeah. two shoes. You yeah. judge them that don't have faith, which is not the case at all. No, or that it's a harder life. Mm-hmm. And actually, what your what that su girl was missing out was what you yeah. should be telling people is about a life when you understand when you give your life to Jesus it's a life of freedom it's a life of peace and love Mm -hmm. and joy and I think if you look around society today and culture and some of the you know the veins of thought we've got this like big kind of postmodern postmodernism mindset and the secular mindset that would say you know there is no higher power so if there's no higher power there's nothing bigger to lean into than the answer comes from within but when the answer comes from within and you see it all the time about like you know the answer lies within like if it's meant to be it's up to you like if you want something go and get it Mm. what that you you get to the end of yourself very very quickly and there's nothing more to cling on to yeah and I think that a secular life to me takes much more faith (laughs) than a Christian life yeah um and I think that yeah like you're saying I think possibly more people don't realize that the uh, a life following Jesus and accepting Jesus and choosing to you know have him be born again like literally be born again is a life that is not a burden absolutely um and yeah. as you say when it comes to your next move um your next decision you're going to make like all of that stuff like yeah, you, you can sit there and be crippled by what move am I going to make? Am I going to left or right? And, you know, it's all on me and the burden's on you. Or, as your friend mentioned, um, you can choose to step away from that and really focus on, like, Jesus' supply. It's not on you. Yeah. And the stress can be removed from the situation because it's not yeah. on you. And, I think and that is exactly what happens. I feel like the second I I do just pray and bring it to God and I'm like right and this is where I'm at similar to where I was when I was 17 but very much not like bargaining with him (laughs) but like this is where I'm at like can you just come meet me here and and help me a little bit to figure out you know where are you guiding me that kind of thing and it just it leaves you the stress like I'm not saying of course I get stressed of course I get a little bit worried and I'm like oh you know did I did I hear him properly is that really what he's saying to me but it does like have this totally lifting effect of no I've like I brought it to God and yeah. it's it will all be 
yeah i've got him so you follow the piece that's all i use yeah absolutely that piece just overcomes for sure well listen you have somewhere else to be right now in about four minutes busy Um, lady (laughs) i've left my baby in a high chair watching miss rachel (laughs) mama um but thank you so much for being on here ashley and i know thank you for having me so many people and if you want to go and follow ash and see what she's see what she's doing she does some really fun reels and content she does workout classes ashley where can people find you the best place to find me is on instagram so it's inner well with ash um so i yeah i used to be mountain bell wellness but we changed it to inner well with ash um and it's just like loads of sort of mum content like family life exercises a lot about my nutrition um some of like the meals that i cook now and things like that so it's just um yeah a bit of fun over there but that's the best place to find me yes and people can reach out to you if they want to get on a nutrition program if they want to absolutely about yeah um, yeah any any although i do stuff with arbonne qualified um in nutrition as well i did a diploma in nutrition and i'm a pt and fitness instructor all qualified so yeah i did all that um so yeah happy to help anybody in that situation that needs a little bit of support or whatever yeah and there might be people that listen to this who are struggling with their own eating disorder and distorted eating and yep. if it isn't their friend right now and um, I'm sure you'd be someone great that um can can have a chat with him about that absolutely and make some reach out. well thank you so much thank Ashley you. hope you've got an amazing rest of your afternoon and I will see you very soon yeah hi i hope you enjoyed that podcast so if you haven't already please subscribe and leave a review or even email me with anything you think i could do to make this podcast better i'm totally open to hearing feedback and ideas every single week i am emailing out a bit of an encouraging newsletter these are going to change every week sometimes it's going to be thoughts that god has put in my heart sometimes it's going to just be maybe a series of funny stories or life hacks or things that I find helpful. Either way, it's a great way for us to connect and I would love to have you on the subscribers list. So make sure to do that. Have a lovely week praying for God's protection over you as you just go about your business and I'll see you again. Bye.